Good morning. Today's scripture reading comes from Psalm chapter 119, verses 88 through 90. According to your steadfast love, refresh me and give me life, so that I may keep and obey the testimony of your mouth. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, standing firm and unchangeable. Your faithfulness continues from generation to generation. You have established the earth, and it stands securely. This is the word of the Lord for us. It was back in 1914 that President Woodrow Wilson declared the second Sunday in the month of May as Mother's Day. In fact, he declared it as, and I quote, a day for the public expression of our love and reverence for the mothers of our country. Moms play a very important role, and so we honor mothers today for all they do. It's been said that no nation is ever greater than its mothers. No nation is ever greater than its mothers, for they are the makers of the next generation. We also realize today, as we just saw in the video, that Mother's Day can be a difficult day, that it can be a hard day. Some of you have lost mom, and today you grieve. Others of you long to be a mom, and God has not yet granted that desire. That infertility has been an unwanted battle. There, there is a wide spectrum of mothering, as Amy Young puts it in a blog post, a wide spectrum of mothering. To those who gave birth this year to their very first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and you maybe wear the badges of food stains and mucus, (laughs) we appreciate you. To those who are experiencing loss through miscarriage or failed adoptions or run, run away, we mourn with you. To those of you who are walking that really difficult path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointments, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make this harder than it is. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close and affectionate relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who have lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. Or to to those who have maybe experienced hurt or trauma or abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge you. To those who have lived through driving tests and medical tests and the overall testing of motherhood, uh, we are better for having you in our lives. And to those of you who are pregnant with new life, both Expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. So this Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is certainly not for the faint of heart. We love, appreciate, and respect you. Happy Mother's Day. So I'm thrilled that you're with us today. Let me introduce myself. My name is John. I serve as lead pastor. And I'm praying that through our time together, your heart and home grow stronger in the Lord. So we are going to be encouraging moms today. 
But even as we encourage moms today, we realize that being a mother can be discouraging, that it's challenging. I think of moms with young kids. We have lots in my home, by the way. <laughs> we have lots of young kids. And, and, and it just seems you can get stuck in the day-to-day routine. You're changing diapers, you're washing clothes, you're making lunch and snack and the next meal and the next snack. And sometimes you forget the important role that you have. For moms of older kids, you can get so exasperated <laughs> uh, because those little ones quickly turn into lots of drama, lots of attitude, incessant requests, and stuff that you're not prepared for always. How are we going to deal with technology and romantic relationships? <laughs> and what's the curfew? There's a, a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon I wanted to share. This is... A Mother's Day morning, and here's Calvin standing on his mother's bed. He says, hey, mom, wake up. I made you a Mother's Day card. Aw, how sweet. So she seems very pleased by this, and she reads it out loud. And it's a poem that young Calvin has written. I was going to buy you a card with hearts of pink and red, but then I thought I'd rather spend the money on me instead. <laughs> it's awfully hard to buy things when one's allowance is so small. So I guess you're pretty lucky you got anything at all. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to you. There, I said it. Now I'm done. So how about getting out of bed and cooking breakfast for your son? <laughs> and, and then he adds there, hey, did you notice the part about the allowance? <laughs> you know, I think for moms, it kind of feels like that, doesn't it? Like, come on, not even on Mother's Day. You don't get a break. You sometimes feel like the hired help. It's not easy being a mom. Motherhood can be challenging and discouraging and difficult. And so I want you to know, we want you to know how important you are. We want you to know that you are making a difference, that you're shaping lives, that, that you're making an impact, that you are indeed appreciated. And, and that's whether you're a biological mother or a spiritual mother, that, that you are having influence on the next generation, that you are making an impact in the lives of others. And so... Thank you. Thank you for all of the ways you've served and loved and prayed and sacrificed. Thank you for the ways that you modeled Jesus to us. So this morning's sermon is going to be a sermon to moms. Sure, the rest of you can listen in. I'm not telling you you're excused. I'm not saying you have to leave. But this morning's sermon is for moms. Although before I do that, uh, I need to uh, make a public apology. Uh, in some ways, it's odd because just last Sunday, I preached about the need for forgiveness and how important that is, and I find myself in need of forgiveness this morning. Uh, I made comments last Sunday that I regret, that I should not have made, and, and I wish I hadn't, and so I stand before you humbled and, and asking for forgiveness. Uh, I made some snide remarks about people sleeping in the service. And so I hope that you will forgive me for that. I'm just glad you're here. Like, like I, I, I need to recognize and appreciate that, that, you've, that you've gotten up on a Sunday morning and maybe gotten your family ready and made the effort to come and to, to maybe find rest in the house of God. And you need to be able to do that without being chided if you doze off during the the sermon. 
And so I realized that that's hurtful and that's wrong. I, I also realized that it was coming from a place of pride and ego. I, I realized that, that there's some, something broken in me that says, how dare that person sleep when I'm up here trying to preach? And, and that's wrong and that's ungodly. That, that those remarks were totally uncalled for and inappropriate and didn't honor God. And I'm sorry. And, and you are welcome to come into this place. And, and I realize for some, maybe you had a really late night the night before. Or you worked the night shift or wh- whatever the circumstances are. We're just glad you're here. So come. I also realized that when you're at an event and people are dozing off, it says a whole lot more about the presenter than it does the, 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 the crowd. And I have to own that. So thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. I, I need it. And I apologize for, for words that I said that were hurtful, that, that it should not have been spoken, that didn't honor God. Okay, back to moms. I want to encourage moms this morning. I I want to speak a word to you moms this morning. That that no matter how crazy life gets, and I know motherhood is fraught with craziness, that that you sometimes operate on this this razor-thin line of sanity. No matter how crazy life gets, God is faithful. We heard that from the scripture that Alicia read. In fact, that's where we're going to be this morning is in a few verses from Psalm 119. That God is faithful, so when you're tired, when you're weary, when you're discouraged, even when you doubt, God is faithful. In fact, there's this teaching in 2 Timothy 2.13. Paul says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. So even in our doubting, even in our struggling, God is faithful. Faithful, And I just think about our world today and how moms are expected to do it all. Moms are expected to be everything. You care for your family. You run your household. You make time for your friends. You volunteer at your local church. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In your home, you are the cook and the housekeeper and the chauffeur and the coach and the nurse and the teacher and the event planner and the interior designer and the gardener. And the conflict mediator. And we could go on and on and on and on. All of the roles that mom play. In addition to all that, you you of course have to be prepared for when someone comes to you and says, uh, what are your hobbies? (laughs) I love the look on mom's faces when people go, yeah, what do you do in your spare time? In my what? (laughs) So yeah, you, you have to be prepared there as well to go, well, here's what I enjoy doing in my free time. So here's what I want to do with the rest of our time together. We're going to be in Psalm 119, looking at these three verses, 88, 89, and 90. But I want to share three ways for you to stay sane as a mom. (laughs) Three ways for you to stay sane as a mom. When you're not sure you can handle all of the challenges that are coming your way. If you do these three things, you will persevere. You will press on. You, You will be a living testament to the faithfulness of God. And the first is to find your strength in Christ. The amount of energy required for motherhood <laughs> it is amazing. It is extraordinary. Like beginning with pregnancy, beginning with the, the physical toll that pregnancy takes. Uh, from the, the early days there in infancy, the, the lack of sleep from the infant 
to the lack of sleep when your teenager's not yet home, motherhood requires great strength. And if you rely on your own strength, well, you're going to find yourself exhausted. You're going to be weary. But here's the good news of kingdom living, that, that when you are seeking Christ, you hear him beckoning you and inviting you and calling you into a life where you rely on his strength. So we see this in verse 88. We're looking at Psalm 119, not the whole Psalm. No, we're not that ambitious. Just keying in on a few verses there, but in verse 88, let's look at that together. According to your steadfast love, refresh me and give me life. This is the amplified version that we're looking at this morning, by the way. Moms, how many of you need this? (laughs) According to your steadfast love, refresh me. Give me life. God will strengthen you. I don't know how else mothers would accomplish all they do. (laughs) So find your strength in Christ. He's faithful. He'll come through. And this is important not only for your own sanity. It's important for the impact you make on those around you, on your family, on your children. I think of my own life, and I praise God for my mom. For, for the life of faith that she demonstrated, that, that she pressed on, that she carried on, relying on Christ. She raised six kids. She homeschooled me all the way through school, kindergarten through senior year. She homeschooled me all the way through. I, I, there's no way I would be the person that I am today apart from her influence. And, and she, she found her strength in Christ. She relied on him. She pressed on. Why? Because God is faithful. Her life was a living testament to the faithfulness of God. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. If we look at verses 9 and 10, we see this teaching in the New Testament. He said to me, this is the Lord speaking to the Apostle Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, he says, then I am strong. Moms, find your strength in Christ when you are weak. He is strong. So stay in close relationship with him. Don't allow busyness to keep you from having a merry heart that sits at the feet of Jesus. That was capital M-A-R-Y, merry heart. You should also have a merry heart, M-E-R-R-Y. But we are actually going to talk about that next Sunday. So I hope you'll come back. Uh, We're going to talk more about uh, the, the merry perspective and sitting at the feet of Jesus, enjoying his presence. I think especially in today's world, it's so important that we stay rooted in Christ and in his word. We need the word of God to make it through every day. It's, it's like daily bread. Really, that brings us to our second point for how do you stay sane as a mom, and that is to hide God's word in your heart. I, it was Jesus who said, uh, what goes into your life is what comes out of it. 
What goes in is then what comes out. So if you fill your heart and your mind and your life with the precious eternal words, the mysteries of the gospel, the eternal words of life, then you're going to overflow with those same things. You're going to overflow with gratitude in a world that only grumbles and complains. You're going to overflow with hope in a world that is very dark. It's because God's word has a way of helping us have the right perspective. God's word has a way of helping to calibrate us. Like, like it helps us to see the blessings that are around us. And then we praise God for them. That's a huge influence that moms have is, is when you see the blessings around you and when you praise God for them. That, that God then uses you to speak words of life and hope. To your kids, to your families, to your co-workers, to your church, to your small group, to your neighbors. That God uses you because you have, you have hidden God's word in your heart. And so you then have a perspective of gratitude and hope that overflows from you. And again, as we're talking about the scripture this morning, I need to put in another plug for the binge reading the Bible event. Please. Men, women, young, old, come and read. We're, we're breaking it into 20-minute segments. You don't have to be a great reader. You don't have to be uh, qualified as some sort of church leader. We're expecting our whole church family to come and share in this. Please come and participate in this. What we're doing is we're starting in Genesis and we're reading all the way through Revelation. We're going to read through it. We're going to literally binge read the Bible. We're going to read through it. Over the course of four days, we're going to read through the Bible. So we need your help. Uh, and this is going to be a powerful experience for our church family to say, we stand on the word of God. There are lots of things you could binge, uh, that you do binge, we're going to choose to binge the Bible. And so please come participate. Even if you're not signed up for a particular 20 minute slot, the church will be open for those four days. You're welcome to come into this place and sit under the reading of God's word to, to listen, to engage in that way. So we're, we're going to experience this together, binge reading the Bible this summer. So please consider how you and your family might uh, participate in that. We're just excited for all God is going to do through that event. So we see here, we're in Psalm 119, the power of hiding God's word in our heart. Let's look together at verse 89. It says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, standing firm and unchangeable. In our world today, where so much is in question, the word of God stands firm and secure. It is unchangeable. We need that in our own lives to root us. And certainly as parents, as we help our children navigate 2022 and beyond, we need God's word hidden in our heart. When a parent is overflowing with the riches of scripture, I want you to know it impacts your kids. And I think too often in our parenting, we get a little too focused on we want our kids to excel and we want our kids to have success in, in their endeavors. Sure, yeah, fine, great. 
I'm not against that. I, I, I'm not trying to stand in the way of my kids getting good grades or being successful on the athletic field. But what's the most important thing, friends? That they know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. That they choose him as Lord, as Master, as the one who, who rules over, who reigns in their heart and lives. We, we cannot lose sight of that as parents. So sure, fine, spur your children on and cheerlead them on at their sporting events. I do it too. Uh, uh, set high standards for them academically. You want to see them excel. You want to see them succeed in life. But the most important, we cannot lose sight of. And so that has implications for today. And that has implications for next week. Are we introducing our children to the Lord Jesus? And are we discipling them in our homes? Godly mothers, and yes, this is for dads too, godly parents, hide God's word in their heart. And then they pass it on to the next generation. Truths like Psalm 33 in verse 4 that says, For the word of the Lord is right and true. You want to know what truth is? It's the scriptures. And it says, He is faithful in all he does. God is faithful. God is unchanging. These are the eternal truths of scripture. The mysteries of the gospel. And we want to impart it to our children. And listen, I know even as I talk about this, that this can be a painful topic. Meaning that there are parents right here in this room who have children who aren't walking with Jesus. And so I want to acknowledge that. That you spent your energy and your time raising, rearing, training, discipling, and your children have chosen to walk away from Christ. That's painful and that's heartbreaking. And my encouragement there is don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Persevere. Keep believing in faith that God can reach them and save them. Keep praying that God would humble them, that God would draw them back to himself. Keep praying them back into the kingdom. Keep praying them back to the heart of God. In fact, this morning, just as every Sunday, I've asked our prayer team to make themselves available after the service right here in the front. And we welcome you and we invite you. Come. It would be our honor to pray with you this morning. Maybe you've strayed from the Lord and today's the day you want to come back. We'd be honored to pray with you. Maybe you have a child who's strayed from the Lord and that's a burden on your heart. Come, we would love to share that burden and to plead with you and to storm the gates of heaven saying, Oh Lord, save this lost soul who knew the truth when they were younger, but is choosing to walk away. God, restore them back to your heart. Listen, being a parent is not easy. Oh, sure, it comes with lots of joy. We know the joys of parenthood. But it also comes with deep sorrow. Sometimes your kids make you proud, and other times uh, you just want to disown them. You don't even want to claim them. That, that's, that's why you hear husbands and wives like, you'll never believe what your son did. Oh, boy, he's my son? <laughs> What'd you do, Jonas? One mother who had three children was asked, if you had to live your life all over again, would you still want children? She replied right away, oh, yes, absolutely. But then she said, but can I get different ones? <laughs> uh, no, we, we, uh, we walk through those things with our, our kids. The, the times where you're proud and the times where 
Uh, it's your son. In fact, I, I came across this African proverb that I thought was pretty good. I wanted to share. In the eyes of its mother, every beetle is a gazelle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much. You guys didn't seem to appreciate it as much as I did, but I, I could just see this, this, this like tribal leader in Africa sharing this nugget of wisdom <laughs> with, his, with his people. You know, like, in the eyes of its mother, every beetle is a gazelle. Like, like, and you can kind of see the, the image there. It's like, even the mother of the dung beetle <laughs> thinks, my boy, my, my child can leap, can soar, can jump through the beautiful blue African skies. It, it reveals the heart of a parent who, who wants the best for their children. In fact, I would say, MCA, we are a church who values children and the next generation. We, we are a group of people who we love kids. We are for kids. We value life. We, we, are, we are just bent on uh, raising disciples in the context of our homes and in the context of our local church community. We want these precious little ones to know Jesus. And so, yeah, we're going to use our resources. We're going to use our time. We're going to spend a week this summer doing VBS toward that same cause. We're, we're going to pursue them. And not just when they're itty-bitty, but when they start to get a little older as well. We, we have a vision for, for young adults, men and women, who will be equipped and empowered to serve right alongside us in ministry. So this morning, moms, we're, we're encouraging you and just recognizing and honoring what you do as a mother. We've talked about find your strength in Christ. We've talked about hide God's word in your heart. There's a third way I want to share this morning how to stay sane as a mom, and it's to surround yourself with godly mentors. There's just something comforting. There's something reassuring when you realize you are not alone. There are others who have already made it through. There's a current uh, ad campaign from Under Armour. The only way is through. Have you guys seen those? The only way is through. There's something encouraging when you realize she made it. So I can too. So my encouragement here is that you would seek out women, godly women, who would be willing to walk alongside you, who would encourage you, who would pray for you, who, who would stand with you, who would lift you up when you're down. Really, this is God's design and God's heart. He built us and designed us for community, for relationship with one another. Uh, so we see this in verse 90. We're in Psalm 119, where, where the psalmist writes, your faithfulness continues from generation to generation. I think that's the title of this morning's sermon. That's kind of our theme for Mother's Day 2022, from generation to generation. That there are people who are just a little bit further along on life's journey, and you can learn from them. And you will benefit from their influence. These are people who have learned a few secrets. These are people who have, who have fought a few battles. They know some things about parenting or about marriage or about managing stress. They, they know some things about how to pray or how to operate a, a budget or how to get healthier in life. They've, they've learned these things and they would be willing by God's grace to influence you. To see the next generation raised up in the same way, healthy in their lives, physically and spiritually and emotionally and in their relationships. And so my encouragement is surround yourself with these people. 
When you look at your life, you should see a circle of women around you who are there to lift you up. Shoulders to lean on. People that care about you. And if you don't have that, then I would say, take a moment now and just look around the room. Because there are some really quality ladies here. And I'll pray and believe with you that they would be willing to do some mentoring. Who are the ones that you respect? Who are the ones that you admire? Who have you tasted their cooking and you're like, that's fantastic. I could learn. I could get a few recipes from her. I, I know that's one thing that our, our Titus 2 groups do. In fact, th- this, whole, uh, this whole idea and concept is why we do the Titus 2 ministry here. That many of you are involved in. And thank you for your willingness to do that. This Titus 2 ministry where we see mentoring happen. And I know part of what happens there is like sharing recipes and like teaching you how to create these, these beautiful, wonderful, tasty dishes. In fact, let's go to Titus 2. I want to read those verses for us this morning. Like, like this, is, this is what Paul is teaching here very clearly and specifically. Titus chapter 2, if we look at verses 3, 4, and 5, he says, Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to too much wine, but to teach what is good. And then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children. To be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. And so you realize that I've been speaking to maybe the moms who are younger that need older ones in their lives, but that this really is a two-way street. So for those of you that are a little bit older... Those of you that are a little further along than some of the others in our church family, it's your responsibility... Will you step up to help, to instruct? Don't shy away from it. Sometimes we think, well, I'm not a role model. I'm not someone to be emulated. Yes, you are. If you love Jesus, and Paul, Paul gives a great description here, then you can have a positive impact and influence. You, we need you to encourage, to instruct the ones that are a little younger. We all need people like this in our lives, okay? I'm preaching to moms. Yes, Absolutely. But don't we all need people like this in our lives? Whether we're men or women or young or old, we need people who are kind of in our corner, who are our tribe, who, who are there for us, who we know we can call on day or night. We all need people like this who are willing to speak into our lives, who are willing to encourage us and support us, who will journey with us. People who are going to remind us, God is faithful. I know what you're facing. I'm going to stand with you in your hurt and in your hardship. And I'm going to gently remind you that God is here and that God is faithful. No matter how crazy life gets. So moms, you can stay sane. You can persevere and press on in motherhood. And today we honor you. In fact, let me just have a a word as we close to, to kids and to children. The Bible tells you to honor your mother, kids. The Bible tells you to honor your mother. This is a really frequent command. We see it in the Bible a lot. In fact, it's listed as one of the Ten Commandments, which are really important commandments from the Bible, where it says you should honor your mother and father. In fact, there are other Bible verses that say you should bring joy to your mother. So that's a great challenge and task is how do I bring joy to mom? Maybe in 
specifically today on Mother's Day. It's really important that you honor your mom. And, and I realize that your mom is not perfect. I realize that there are times where she gets tired and she gets grumpy. And you know what? She needs a snack and a nap, just like you do. But God has called her to be your mom. And God is going to give her the strength to be your mom. He's going to give her the wisdom to make the decisions that she needs to make. And when she makes those decisions, it's for your good. Even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it, it's for your good. And so how do you honor her? Help her. Your, your helping hands are a blessing to your mom. You, you honor her when you thank her for what she does. And then when you join her in helping. So like when you do your chores without being asked, that honors your mom. When, when you do your part or, or when you open a door for your mom, that honors her. Or when you tell her you love her and give her a hug, that honors her. And you know what? You honor your mom when you choose Jesus as Lord of your life. That's a choice each and every one of us gets to make. Your parents can't make that choice for you. So you honor your parents when you make that choice for yourself. Jesus as Lord and Savior. You honor your mom when you listen to her instructions, when you obey her. And so I pray today that for each and every one of us, moms and the rest, that we would find our strength in Christ. That we would hide God's word in our hearts. That we would be surrounded by godly mentors, that we would continue to proclaim God's faithfulness from generation to generation. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word, that it is a light to our feet. It's a lamp to our path, that it illuminates for us decisions we should make and places we should go. So Lord, we thank you for the truth of the gospel that through your son, Jesus Christ, all who believe in him are saved. No matter what we've done, even though we've sinned, even though we've, we've hurt other people, we've used our words in ways that are hurtful. We've been selfish. We've lived life in a way where we are at the center. And so, God, we confess to you that we stand in need of you. Lord, I pray today for parents who are grieving because their children are not walking with you. And, Lord, we don't give up on those young people. In fact, we pray for them right now. Oh, God, would you draw that young man, that young woman back to your heart? That the seeds planted in their life at a young age would be watered, would be nurtured, and one day flourish, that we would see evidence of faith and lives transformed only because of Jesus. And so we honor moms today. We come alongside those who are hurting today, who, who Mother's Day is a difficult day. That, oh God, in you, we have a faithful, loving, all-knowing, all-wise, heavenly Father. So, Lord, we are your children, loved by you. And our heart is that generation after generation would know the good news and respond in faith and rise up to shine like stars 
only because of what you've done. So Lord, to you be the honor and the glory forever and ever. We pray it only in Jesus' precious name. Amen.